This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. I'm your host, Nefra McDonald, and I'm the Business Development and Strategic Partnership Coordinator at Rocket Matter, the world's most amazing legal software. Today, we're talking about law firm profitability as a part of our month-long focus on this topic, and we're lucky to have attorney Patrick Slaughter of Lefevre Slaughter with us today. The firm is based in Knoxville, Tennessee, and has a focus on family law, estate planning, and immigration. It is wonderful to have you here. Welcome, Patrick. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you bringing me on today. Of course. So you are actually our first ever Rocket Matter user on this podcast. Oh, wow. Dun, didn't know dun, that. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. The pressure's on. <laughs> yeah, no expectations. There's nowhere to go but up from here. <laughs> That's right. So um, we're talking about profitability here. And, and one of the keys to being truly profitable is finding your niche or your specialization. So although profitability may not have been the direct motivator for what you chose, so what made you decide to focus your firm on those areas of law? You said family, estate planning, and immigration, right? Yes. And, and actually, profitability was what drove those decisions. Um, really? Okay. Absolutely. I knew that I wanted to make money. That's why I went to law school. Didn't want to starve to death. And I figured as long as there are people um, getting married, there's going to be people getting divorced. And there's a whole lot of those folks that have money. And I was new to law out of law school and knew that that would be a low barrier to entry specialization to go into. Also, uh, I ended up by happenstance working for, well, with a gentleman who had just a, a great deal of family law experience, and he was kind enough to help me with that. Um, I chose to kind of concentrate in immigration law before immigration was such a hot-button political issue because I knew there was at least 11 million people in the country without documents that were all going to need an attorney at some point. And at that time, there wasn't as many people that were focusing on immigration. So I took some classes and became interested in that. And it kind of segued into me handling divorces that had either international law or uh, immigration law implications. And that allowed me to kind of enter a niche that nobody else was doing. And it opened up the door for other people who had a whole lot more experience to call and ask me questions about immigration and develop a relationship with them. And that led to you know, things going as well as they have. And having more clients than you know what to do with. Right now. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So so tell me how you got here. So what are some of the challenges to profitability that you faced over the years as a firm owner and a businessman? Well, I mean, I have to say the profitability, we haven't really had bad years. We've pretty much doubled our revenue or close to it almost for the last five successive years. Um, wow. You know, knock on the door. God bless you. you know, um, hope, hopefully that will continue. I don't know if it can continue forever. But a lot of that's by design. Uh, we knew at the very beginning what we were hoping to accomplish. Uh, when I say we, I mean me and my wife. My wife's probably my biggest supporter in the whole thing. Um, and I'd run- oh, profitability secret. A good wife. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I really should say, she she's the secret behind a lot of this. We have a 98% collection rate, and it's due totally to That's her. That's amazing. Um, she's in charge of the money, and it kind of sets up a good cop, bad cop situation that, that helps us. But we had sat down and looked at the numbers and said, okay, what do we need to accomplish this month to achieve this goal? And we broke that down into what steps we need to take 
each day to be able to accomplish that. Um, for us, it was a number of hours we wanted to bill each month, which means I needed to bill you know a certain number of hours each day, and we set out to do that. It's kind of like our our you know sixteen mile march. Uh, we did it. Uh, it was successful and then we were real conscientious of, of marketing my former career helped me to be more astute I believe with marketing and business management maybe than someone who hadn't ran a business before and just jumped into the legal practice um, but we were real conscientious about reviews real conscientious about setting up good marketing channels and following through and the other thing we did was we concentrated on only taking cases from people we liked if I didn't like yes them, I wouldn't take them yeah, you need those A clients. Like everybody needs to figure out who their A client is because that is that's a big profitability secret right there. Well, and especially figure out who your target market is or who you want to serve. A lot of folks get into family law and say we want the big multi-million dollar divorces. Uh, we don't. Uh, one, there's not as many of those people. They're difficult to deal with. Typically, for me, we we're really clear on what our client profile looks like and who we want to serve. And there's a whole lot more of them available just by the numbers, and they're easier to work with for us. And so those are the people we reach out to, and those are the people that respond to us. Um, and they relate to us. We relate to them, and we typically have pretty good results for them. That's amazing. So. Uh, you just mentioned this a little bit, but do you have like habits or practices that you think are keys to a successful and happy legal career? Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, number one is, you know, I'm very fortunate. My wife is our office manager. We get up in the morning. We ride to work together. Uh, there's been nights where we have to work long hours and she's there. Um, I think having that you know, continuity and having that, that, I would think it adds an element of peace to us. Um, stop. One, two, three. Uh, having my wife work with me makes things a whole lot easier in that she knows where I'm at. She's there. She's helping me. And she's invested in the success of the firm as much as I am. She's able to concentrate on things that I don't like to do. And that makes it easier for me. Uh, we do have uh, regular goal-setting uh, meetings and we talk about quarterly goals and how that fits into yearly goals fairly regularly. I have uh, two different uh, goal setting journals. I use the Best Self, Self Journal and Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner. Uh, I know I'm a little bit obsessive about those things, but it, it does help to guide uh, not only setting goals, but to achieving the goals. Yeah, those journals are really important. Say, say the, the two journals that you use one more time. Uh, one I use for my personal life is the Best Self Journal. Um, Best self journal. The one that I use more at the practice and for daily things with work is Michael Hyatt's Full Focus Planner. Okay. See, I like that you have two separate ones, but you're setting goals in two big areas, your personal life and your work life, and they somehow make everything work better. It's easier to keep track of it that way. Yeah. So far, okay. so good. It's worked, you know. It, 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 there's nothing like holding yourself accountable. You know, I was supposed to do this w this week, and I didn't do that. So, you know, I'm confronted with it, and it bugs the hell out of me until I sit down and I do it. So, uh, it definitely steers you in the right direction. Gotcha. Any other habits or practices? So, you've got your journals. You ride to work with your wife. That's. I mean, there's a, a myriad of little things that we do. Um, you know, we're really big on client communication. We're really big on on just weekly and monthly uh, 
conversations with our team about what we're trying to achieve and, and really narrowly focused on what we do and what we don't do. Yeah, I love that. I love that you keep things very clear and clean. Like, you know, just having that idea of who your ideal client is and how that fits into the kind of law firm that you want to run really does set the stage for everything else. So you're, you're definitely setting yourself up for success and for profitability in that way. So you did mention that you had a previous career <laughs> and you were an entertainer I in a past life. I was. I did magic shows or performed magic shows for corporations and resorts around the country and around the world. Uh, performed with different theme parks, uh, performed at the trade shows and different corporate functions um, for about almost 20 years. Wow. And and so what was the the dress code for for that job? <laughs> just just asking. Well, you know, some things are better left unsaid. <laughs> so can you tell us about how that compares to practicing law? Actually, it was the best preparation in the world for practicing law. That but... is so unlikely. That is so funny. It is absolutely true that I was comfortable speaking in public because I've had to do this before, so appearing in court wasn't as traumatic for me as it is for a lot of new folks. Um, I'd also been selling magic shows for you know $5,000 or more, and a heck of a lot more people need to get divorced than need to watch a magic show, so that made things <laughs> a lot easier. Um, also, I was familiar with direct response marketing and a lot of other marketing techniques that I think folks haven't, and just the idea of having ran a business for a number of years uh, and having to support myself that way, uh, I thought, and I still think, makes uh, learning to run a law business uh, a whole lot easier because it's still a business. Whether it's legal services or entertainment services, it's still a business. Yeah, and people skills. Having to be in front of people for a living um, really does help. There are a lot of attorneys that practice law like behind a telephone or a computer and, and rarely have to interact face-to-face with clients. So that probably gives you an edge too. Oh, those poor people. I don't know how they <laughs> do. So Patrick, thank you so much for being the very first Rocket Matter customer on the 10-Minute Law Firm podcast. If people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? The best way to reach me is probably uh, by calling the office at 865 865- Six three seven six two five eight again eight six five six three seven six two five eight. I hate email. Uh, you can email me, but it's probably going to take me a little while to get back to you. And frankly, <laughs> Zena, who's my wife, is going to screen all the emails anyway. Um, but if you call and you speak to Zena, she'll figure out a time. She also manages my calendar. Um, she'll figure out a time for me to get back to you. Um, everything kind of runs through my calendar and through her. So you know, just. If I can help anyone, I don't know how that can be, but I'm certainly happy to do it if I can, or if anybody has any questions, I'm certainly happy to to speak with them. Awesome. Well, guys, if you want to pick Patrick's brain, you've got his contact information. I hope what he shared resonates with you today, and at least it'll put a smile on your face and make you laugh a little bit and get you to think about some of the things that you're doing in your firm to be more profitable. Thanks for joining us, Patrick. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I know where to go but up from here. That's right. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll catch you all next time. This is the 10 Minute Law Firm podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.